Today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game ever. Actually, Coach, Hoopsters is sold out worldwide, completely sold out. So we've got a new sponsor tonight. Hmm. Um, oh, oh. Okay. hi, this is Coach. And if there's one thing that we can be sure that every true sports fan loves, it's beautifully designed wallpaper. That's right, Coach. Sports fans love beautifully designed wallpaper. And I'm not talking about those garbage prints at Sherwin-Williams. Hell no. I'm talking about the artfully designed patterns from our friends at Paperbird. Those rule. From geometric and modern to classic and vintage, these are the patterns that will set your walls apart. Plus, it's peel and stick wallpaper, so no more fussing with liquidy glues and brushes and stuff. Paperbird's wallpaper is easy to clean, safe, and non-toxic, just like Sports Wednesday. So head to paperbirdhome.com to get yours today. And tell them BMOC sent you. Good times. Hey, Wednesday Nation, this is BMOC. This is the week after March Madness is wrapped up, and we usually take this week off before we get into baseball next week. But today we have a show for you of sorts. I'm here today to tell you about Cappuccino. Cappuccino is an app. We've been talking about it on the show. We do it in the social media part up top of the show. It's an app you download from the App Store from Google Play, and you can join the Sports Wednesday group. And basically what you do is you can record a bean. It's just a short recording three minutes or less of you talking on a subject. Sometimes we put topics out for people to respond to. Sometimes we just say what's on our minds. But all of these beans get combined together once a day into a cappuccino. So it's like a podcast that is user sourced and assembled for you dynamically once a day. It's a lot of fun. Coach Meister and I have been using it almost every day for the last couple of weeks. On occasion, we get a listener who joins in and adds a bean to the brew but so far not a whole lot of listener participation. So we thought we would collect some of our recent beans together and put them on the show this week so you can give it a listen and decide if you want to take part. We think cappuccino will be a whole lot of fun if all of our loyal listeners are also listening to the beans and adding beans and responding. So give today's show a listen, and if you like it, download cappuccino from the App Store, then search for Sports Wednesday, or use the private invite code 497845. It's 497-845, and you can join the Sports Wednesday group. All right, so here's a collection of beans from the past week or so. And uh, before we get to it, just let me say thank you all for listening, and Coach Sucks. Good times. Sports! Sports, Sports Wednesday! Sports for the medium fan. Sports with a beer in your hand. Sports. Sports, Sports Wednesday. So initial reaction from last night's game, Monday night's game, Gonzaga and Baylor and wow Baylor Baylor's a really good basketball team they came out guns a blazing Gonzaga just did not have an answer at any point of any of their runs anytime they got it I think they got it as close as 10 I think that's the closest that they got it they uh Baylor just answered holy cow are they athletic they are fast and it can't be undersold the 
offensive rebounding of Baylor, the go-get-iveness of any shot that went up, Baylor felt like, well, we're going to get a second one, and they did. I believe they had 16 to 17 offensive rebounds, which is amazing. And I have to believe on all of those offensive rebounds, just about all of them turned into points, which is just, it's a gut punch. You get a stop on a team as good as Baylor, and they get the rebound and put it back. You're like, and a couple of those times they hit clutch threes. So it was like a five-point turnaround. So, wow, Baylor's a good basketball team. Gonzaga is a good basketball team, but they were not ready for that type of barrage. Um, but last night's game, wow, that was that wasn't as fun as the Saturday night game. But you know, it is what it is. Baylor's the champion, and Gonzaga, thirty-one and one. It's nice, but it's not 32-0. Good job, though. Good morning, Wednesday Nation. This is BMOC. Uh, I did watch most of the game last night, and wow. Wow. First of all, let me just say my colleagues, coach, basketball legend, Quote, this is Gonzaga's tournament to lose. Longley must have felt pretty dumb watching that game, as did the maestro. Quote, I'm just not feeling Baylor, Brian Hake. Whoa. Normally, I'd say Baylor punched Gonzaga in the mouth and they didn't recover. But it was more than that. It was coach is right and maestro's right. They just hit everything when they needed to. And it was... That game was Baylor delivering the five-finger, palm-exploding heart death strike that Beatrix Kiddo delivers to Bill at the end of Kill Bill. It allowed Gonzaga to take five more steps before their heart exploded. So I know they were probably partying hard in Waco. Of course, they're Baptist school, so maybe they just were having Dr. Pepper's because Dr. Pepper was invented in Waco and there's a Dr. Pepper museum. And I've been there. Did I ever mention that? I was a sports reporter in Texas. Good times. Hey, this is Maestro. I watched the, uh, the second half of the uh, NCAA men's basketball championship last night, Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, man, Baylor was good. Whew. They just had energy for days. I mean, they looked like they looked like a team that hadn't played in a week, and they were excited. And, uh, and Gonzaga looked tired. I think that UCLA game just uh, wore them out, and they they just didn't have it. Um, and obviously, Gonzaga did not play a team of Baylor's caliber at all this whole season. So I think it's unfortunate for them to go that far in the season undefeated and to lose at the end. But Baylor was the better team, no doubt about it. Um, But anyway, it was fun. Now we're down two cases, two friggin' cases of craft beer to Bretta. And that hurts. That really, really hurts. Coaches, brother. We're betting with coaches, brother. 
We keep betting with coaches, brother, and we keep losing. Two cases? Craft beer? That's like $200. Damn it. So one thing I failed to mention is we lost last night in our bet with my brother. And it it wasn't just a normal loss. Man, it was... We're down. We lost two cases of fine local brew to my brother. We are just the worst at picking games. Maybe the worst of all time. I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's that good. I just think we're awful. Like, literally, if anybody that was a professional gambler did the oppo picks of anything we picked, you'd be a very wealthy person right now. Very wealthy. Man, I just can't believe how bad we are. Well, brother, hope you enjoy the beer. Just to be clear, we had four possible rounds in which to try and beat Coach's Breda and win some craft beer, and we lost all four. I think uh, I think we all have to just call a hiatus right now and bet with Coach's Breda till we can recover from this. Not only that, Coach's Breda picked the under, so even though he didn't need it to break a tie, he be- he would have beat us there too. I think we got to be honest here. The wheels have come off our soapbox derby racer in our ongoing race against Coach's Breda. We are just careening sideways down the track. The axles are throwing up sparks. While Coach's Breda, with his cool real estate-sponsored soapbox derby racer, just cruises past us. Our car's starting to flip over now. Luckily, we have a helmet on because our head's just scraping on the the concrete as we lie upside down, dreaming of sailboats. Hey, it's uh, good morning. It's St. Patty's Day. This is Carl Hopsniffer. And uh, I just want to, you know, I'm a big fan of the show, and I just wanted to wish you guys a great wonderful St. Patty's Day. Crack open a Guinness or a harp or something and listen to some Pogues, maybe even some U2 if you're feeling a little bit mainstream, but I just want to wish you the best and I can't, I look forward to the live stream tonight and I look forward to listening to that next great episode of Craft Beer and Vinyl. So enjoy Slante and all that good stuff later. Good afternoon. It is Friday afternoon around four o'clock and uh, doing some work around the house, but I had a chance to uh, have a movie on in the background and I picked The Natural, which is a movie I haven't seen in a very long time. I remember liking it and it's probably on my list of top sports movies, but I wanted to make sure it had a reason to be there. So after watching the movie, I realized that 
when I watched it before through a kid's eyes, which I think that was the last time I really watched it, I just remember the baseball stuff and the home run at the end. But the story is pretty, pretty good. Um, his whole struggle getting back to the majors, there is a time gap in there that doesn't make sense. Also, his injury doesn't seem like one that would be game-threatening or, you know, take him away. I mean, he did get shot, but it was it was interesting. I didn't understand why. <clears throat> and the fact that nobody knows anything about a, a shooting is interesting. But it was a long time ago, and they didn't have the internet. Um, but the baseball um, action was pretty good. First of all, I will say that Robert Redford, solid actor, solid uh, athlete, I mean, when he was pitching, he looked like a pitcher. When he was hitting, he looked like a hitter. Um, not so much for everybody. The guy that they call the hammer, which is essentially Babe Ruth, is uh, a little suspect with his swing. But, you know, they can't get ball players to act, so they got to get actors to play like ball players, And that's fine. Um, but obviously the biggest wow moment was for me at the end, and this is probably something that's been around for years and everybody knows it, but... He actually strikes out at the end, I think. As I'm watching the movie, the, I have the closed captions on because I'm old. And uh, he comes up to his final at bat. He takes a strike for the first pitch. It is high, but they call it a strike. And then he proceeds to uh, foul a ball off. He takes a ball. They do a pitching change sometime in there, which is weird. And then he has a one-two count, and he swings and misses. So he should have struck out. But he didn't. And then, of course, classically, he hits the foul ball, and then he hits the home run that explodes the light. So, uh, yeah, there's a flaw. But I'm going to give this... Uh, my, my review of this, the coach's review, is uh, definitely out of five. I'd give it uh, four basketballs out of five. It's pretty good. Yeah. So watch The Natural and enjoy it. Good afternoon, Wednesday Nation. It's Sunday afternoon. I'm sitting in the sun on my porch. Just listening to Coach's Beans. Nice work there, Coach. Uh, just a couple things to uh, to mention here. Uh, number one, a lot of a lot of talk online on whether or not Hobbs struck out, uh, and the the prevailing theory is that first called strike was actually a ball, and it's just in standard umpire. And so, if you listen to the umpire call a strike and call a ball. Uh, it supposedly was a ball. So that's why uh, they left that in there, according to people on the Internet. Uh, I, I mentioned to these guys in the text thread, the natural, the movie and the book could not be more different. And I think the movie's far superior. In the book, Hobbes is kind of a dumb athlete type, and uh, he strikes out at the end. He doesn't hit a home run. He's exposed in the papers. And people say through the game completely different he is not he's an anti-hero completely in the book redford played quite thoughtfully really took it to a different place so that's first of all let me say this coach giving that movie four basketballs hurt my brain why did you give a baseball movie a rating on the basketball scale i swear to god i still can't even i just can't even with that then uh I just want to point out, uh, I did come up with the uh, the idea for Does It Hold Up, not Maestro. Maestro did come up with Big Cheese. I freely admit that now. But uh, that was definitely me, because Coach sucks. 
I thought, code sucks. So why don't I come up with an idea that will explain how it sucks? And here's the other thing. Is Coach the only person in the world that calls a fluffernutter a peanut butter and fluff? It's a freaking fluffernutter. Everybody calls it a fluffernutter. It even says fluffernutter on the side of the fluff thing. And I haven't had one in years either. But I'm, I'm right now putting my money on it holds up. Coach is going to say it holds up. All right, everybody. Good bean. Good times. Guitars. Guitars. Queensryche. So here's here's why I gave it four basketballs because I'm forward thinking and I'm thinking for all of us on the team. So if I give a review of something, my moniker on the show, my nickname, is basketball legend Matt Longley, the coach. So basketball is tied to my moniker, so I gave it four basketballs. Let's say that the maestro was giving a review of something. He might give his review in guitars. Four guitars. And then, of course, BMOC, if he were to give his review on something, he would give it in... um, He would give it in... um, is a BMOC. Oh, I got it. He would give it in cheese wheels since he's the big mountain of cheese. So it'd be cheese wheels. And then now we would know that that was his review. So it was a playoff, our names. So simple. Your brain should be not hurting at all. Um, and peanut butter and fluff, I'm sorry. Upstate New York, that's what everybody called it. And they are pretty much the cornerstone of what should be called things should be called i'm sorry fluffernutter that just sounds weird it's it's got a weird connection to it. i never acknowledged fluffernutter bad bad marketing peanut butter and fluff peanut butter and jelly peanut butter and fluff it makes better sense than fluffernutter you probably liked you know bmoc you probably were a big fan of goober grape and when they put the peanut butter and the grape jelly together Talk about a monstrosity. You were probably a big fan of that. So pretty much solidifies the fact that you suck. BMOC sucks. Um, And yeah, so enjoy that. Hey, Wednesday Nation. This just in. Coach just gave Baylor's performance over Gonzaga six and a half hockey pucks on a scale of 11 lacrosse nets. You know, Coach, just own it. Just own that rating the natural on a basketball scale is redonkulous. Don't come up with some BS reason why you chose basketballs. Just say, you know what? I messed up. I should have given it a rating on the baseball scale. Hey, it's Maestro. It's Monday by lunchtime. Just listen to Coach's Bean and, uh, you know, because I listen to the beans. Uh, I was looking through the history and noticed that Coach, you know, he doesn't even listen to the beans unless they're beans that feature him. So anyway, now I'm now I'm on the BMOC bandwagon. Um, Coach sucks.
Hey, Wednesday Nation. I've just listened to all the beans. I'm going to go ahead and give Coach a rating of 4.25 fluffernutters on a scale of seven possible Jim Beheim heads. Listen, upstate New York does not get to choose what this sandwich is called. All right? Why are you even, why are you even pretending like that's a thing? They lost the privilege of naming anything when Keith Smart hit the shot for Indiana. Oh, yeah. So why don't you just go put your Syracuse dunk tape into your VCR and watch it and cry and eat a fluffernutter sandwich and admit to yourself that it's a superior name for that sandwich. BMOC out. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Harry Hop Eater. Uh, just checking in, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loyal listener to Sports Wednesday and and Craft Beer and Vinyl. And I've just been thinking about Fog Hat. You know, they haven't put out a record in a long time. And, you know, I really like that rock and roll. And you know what else I like? I like a porter. I like an American porter. It's dark and, uh, you know, it's a high ABV. I'm talking over 7 ABV. I just love that. And I like, I think Fog Hat and a little Porter, they go well together in a dark basement with chainsaws and stuff. So, yeah, there you go. How do I stop this thing? Is it still recording? Oh, my God. What am I doing? Okay, joke time. If the distance from home to first is 90 feet, and the distance from first to second is 90 feet, and the distance from second to third is 90 feet, why does it take longer to get to third base from second? Because there's a short stop between them. Woo! Yeah, that's a good joke. Joke time with Coach. I'm a baseball guy, I'm a baseball guy, I'm a baseball guy. This week, something special is going to happen in the green, green grass of Augusta, Georgia. They're going to play a golf tournament. And it's not just any golf tournament. It's BMOC's favorite time of the year. It's the Masters. A tradition like no other. Where you've got great names like Phil Mackelson, Dustin Johnson, and a couple others. I can't remember, but I do like to say things like Amen Corner and Tiger Woods. He won't be there this year, but I do know they'll play the tournament for four straight days, and at the end, Someone will win and will wear a grain jacket because that's what they do there. It's absolutely beautiful. So tune in to the Masters, BMOC's favorite time of the year. No! Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. 
Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. <laughs>